0: Welcome to Prose and Context, a podcast about life-giving teaching by the English Department at Lexington Christian Academy. Thanks for joining us. I'm Laurie Johnson, and I'm joined today by my daughter, Alex, and we're going to talk about our favorite young adult and middle grade novels of the summer.
1: Hi, I'm Alex, an eldest daughter. (laughs)
0: And what do you do, Alex?
1: Uh, I am going to be in... I'm a rising senior at Calvin College. I study secondary education English, and I have a computer science minor. I listen to a lot... I read a lot of books. I listen to a lot of podcasts.
0: A lot of books. A lot of books. (laughs) A lot of books. How many books have you read this summer?
1: Uh, I'm around 75, probably, around now.
0: Okay, and I've read about 48. And Alex (laughs) is working full-time, and I'm playing full time so that gives you some idea (laughs) so how do you find good books
1: recently i've been following a lot of authors on twitter um and they always tweet about their new book books or i'm i'm on goodreads now and i'm big into that so if friends highlight something i'll go i'll go look for it um i look for fantasy books honestly sometimes i just go to the library and look at the new section if there's an author that i know i'll pick it up see if it looks good I don't really like reading the blurbs of books because I feel like it spoils some part of the book for me. I like kind of going in blind, so that makes it a little difficult, but... Do you abandon books? I do. I abandoned this one called Moonglow by Michael Kyben. I don't know. And I read a couple, 30 pages, I was like, nah. Not yeah. doing that. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's it was okay. an adult book. It's okay to abandon a, a book. <laughs> I
0: abandoned one of the books she recommended, too, so that's all right. <laughs> well, tell me about one of your favorite fantasy books of the summer.
1: So, big into fantasy, and um, in February, I was looking for a bunch of fantasy sci-fi books. I was thinking about, I had to do this project for my teaching of literature class, and I decided to do... Um, Fantasy and sci-fi books that were written by a diverse author um, And the one the person who was writing the list that I was looking at um, Was Tomi Adame and she her book children of blood and bone was just coming out So I ordered it from the library. I had it all ready. I had to wait for a long while for it But it was probably one of the best fantasy books. I've read um, This whole summer I spread some. I read it during the year, but I'm counting it as a summer read. Um, basically the main character Zelie is a diviner and she has she's marked by this white hair um and her mom was a magic person too but then um all the magic people were taken away by the king like comes and like kills them all to mask her, and she's dealing with that so basically she and the other diviners are now um kept in check by the uh by the monarchy but she meets this escaping princess who has a scroll who can help them get back in contact with the gods and bring this power back to everyone. So it's her journey, but the really cool thing about it is you also get the, um, antagonist's point of view, like, in the story. Like, he's one of the point of view people. So I really liked that. And it's just really well written. It's a good, you know, good fantasy story. Going on a big adventure, have to overcome these things, and the character's really solid.
0: Yeah, that's gotten a lot of press this yeah, year. Yeah,
1: definitely worth the hype. Definitely worth the So hype.
0: I might have to break my realistic fiction <laughs> focus and and read it.
1: Yeah. The other one I really liked was um, called The Bells by uh, Danielle Clayton. She It's basically the selection, but a little bit more, <laughs> pretty, pretty darker. It's all about a, a fantasy world where everyone has to be basically remade beautiful every couple months, and there's people called the Bells who can make the beauty, but, um, and so they seem super revered at the start, but you go into the, head. you basically live the head of who, of Camille, who's the head bell. Now she works for the queen or something, and you start to see this darker underworld under all, the beauty. Um, the author has a really good note about how she and when she was younger, she used to sit in her closet and like make up women out of these like p- cut out pieces of the magazine. That's how she got the idea from this book. So it's all about this idea of like what is beauty and cool. um, how does this affect how we go with other people? Really good.
0: Oh, nice. Good page turner. Cool. So uh, we also read a bunch of realistic fiction. Alex and I sort of swapped books this summer. I had my mm-hmm. stack from. The school year, during the school year, I, I, I hear about books, so I buy them, and then I don't have time to read them, and I keep them until the summer, and then I pile them into a big box uh, when we go camping and read them. So, one of the books we both read was John David Anderson's new book, Posted. Had you
1: read um, Miss Bixby's Last Day? No, this is the first one I read by him.
0: Oh, he's very Gary Schmidt-like.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see that. His voice is very like, easy to get into.
0: It is. He really captures sort of the essence of sort of the middle school talk For and sure. vibe. <laughs> and uh, this this is a great book because uh, in the opening you find out that you know some girl has posted some scathing thing about a teacher online and um, or texted it to a friend mm-hmm. and when the teacher asks for her phone which she has that in class then uh, he or she can read the, read what's been written and so the school goes into total cell phone lockdown and the students then start posting post-it notes as a way to communicate instead of cell phones and it sort of happens
1: By chance. Yeah,
0: by chance with a few of the students. And then it catches on like wildfire. And as you can imagine, in middle school, when you start posting notes to people, they can take an ugly turn. (laughs) And then there's this interesting relationship between these four buddies. Mm -hmm. See, it's Wolf,
1: Bench. Bench,
0: Dee Dee, and Frost. Frost. Who's really into Robert Frost poetry and when he was young he had written a poem taken from uh, Mending Wall Mm -hmm. and so everyone calls him Frost and then this new girl Rose shows up in the school and it's sort of how their friendship has to deal with sort of a new person imposing on what they call their tribe Mm -hmm. Um, loved that Mm -hmm. book and now next summer you're going to have to read Miss Bigsby's Last Day because (laughs) um, it's Equally is fantastic, but a real tearjerker. It yeah. will break your heart.
1: I was blown away by the voice in this one. I read a lot of um, high school fiction, high school YA fiction, but I loved the writing in *Posted*.
0: Yeah, so I think he has a few other books we'll have to check yeah, out.
1: Yeah, there's like uh, three next
0: time, but I I love him. Okay, all school year. I was trying to read Orphan Island. And so I bought it in, I don't know, February or March. And so every time a student needed a book, I was like, well, I'll give you this book. But I haven't read it yet. So you have to make sure it comes back to me. But I want you to tell me what you think of it. Because it might be um, our all school, all middle school summer Mm. read. Uh, But then I never got to reading it. But I handed it to about six different sixth graders. And they all really, really liked it. And then I finally read it in June, and I really loved *Orphan Island*. Laurel Snyder. Um, do you want to give a little blurb about it?
1: Um, so basically, the idea is there's nine nine children on the island, Something or eight like at that. a time, um, and they each they they range from really like pretty like three. Th- yeah. It doesn't really give the ages because there's there's a reason behind that, but it's like three to like nine. Um, and every time a new kid, they live on this island, and a new kid comes on the boat, and when the new kid comes off the boat, the oldest one leaves on it. And then the oldest kid has to mentor the youngest kid. And, um, the main character, her name's escaping me now. um, Ginny. Ginny decides that when her, she's so distraught when the person older than her leaves, that she decides that she's not gonna get on the boat when the new kid comes. Yeah. So it's her journey through, um mentoring this other kid and then dealing with the consequences of her not getting on the boat
0: yeah and none of the kids know you know what's the deal with this boat why does it arrive what happens when it takes the older kid off the island what will happen if something changes so it's a really interesting dynamic where um it's kind of Lord of the Flies. Yes, that's
1: what I was thinking. <laughs> really? I was like, I don't know if the audience would know what Lord of the Flies is, but very, pretty Lord of the Flies. Of course. So without it, all the graphics. It's Lord of <laughs> the Flies
0: without the violence. Um, and the, it's, it's not dark. No. It's more about childhood uh-huh. and um, taking responsibility and mm-hmm. learning to be a community and a family. Yeah. And uh, that is definitely a great... I think middle grades, I think middle grade books are great for any age.
1: Yeah, I'm a college student and I've loved it. Yeah,
0: and I love, I love reading middle grade books too. All right, before we get into all of our African American literature, (laughs) which seemed to be the overarching theme of our summer, um, we read Alan Gratz's book, Refugee. And I first picked it up because I'm going to try to do the global read aloud this year. Pernal Rip um, created this movement where in October, um, teachers from all K through 12 do a read aloud for about six weeks and then they connect with other classrooms Around the world. And so uh, they give you a few book choices. Amal Unbound was another one. Mm, Did you read that? Yes, I
1: did read that one. And
0: that was really good too. Mm -hmm. Especially I would say for like fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. Maybe six. Yeah. Um, Then, And that one, again, they're really trying to do sort of books about um, living in sort of war-torn countries and what it means to be an immigrant. Yeah. And this couldn't be a more timely book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we'll be doing this actually this year with our 6th, 7th, and 8th graders. And what's fascinating about this book is that he tells a story from three different points of view. So uh, Joseph is a Jewish boy in the 1930s who's escaping Nazi Germany. Um, his father had been in a concentration camp and was let out, but told to leave the country and they are boarding a ship to Cuba, which is historically accurate, but who knew? I mean, I've been teaching the world war two for years. I've never heard of that. Mm -hmm. And then Isabel is a Cuban girl in 1994 and she is trying to escape Cuba to the United States And then Mahmoud is a Syrian boy in 2015, and he's trying to make his way from Syria with his family to Germany. Mm -hmm. And so each of these stories have sort of show you the difficulty of people fleeing, um, basically countries where they were being persecuted and trying to find a new start, a new home and the challenge of that journey and uh, really raises a lot of interesting questions about um, what it means to uh, as Christians, what it means to care for your, your neighbor and what does it mean to be hospitable and how do we care for those who are living in situations where they can't care for themselves. And uh, I love this book. We read Kindle books and book books. We're equal opportunity Doesn't readers. Doesn't matter to us. No. Alex is a big library reader. Huge. Uh, I'm a big buy it reader. <laughs> All right. Our last category. So many amazing so many. books that really touch on sort of the uh, African-American experience in the United States. Yep. What was your fave?
1: Um, I'll talk about Long Way Down. Oh, yes. <laughs> so... I read this book when it was, it was, again, during college, and I got it on my Kindle, which, as much as we say we're equal opportunity, Long Way Down is definitely a book you need to read in, um, in print, because mm-hmm. there's, the way, the way it's set up, it's a, it's a verse book, it's a book in verse, so the way it's on the page is really important. Basically, it's this kid, is his name Will? I don't remember. I don't even
0: remember. we read so many books.
1: <laughs> too many. Um, basically it's about his brother, um, is shot in front of him when they're playing basketball or something, and, um, the main character decides that he's going to go out and avenge his brother, because that's one of the rules. There's three rules that go throughout this entire book, and one of them is you have to avenge one of your family members. So he gets this gun that's in his brother's, um, drawer, and he gets on the elevator, and the next floor he goes down, someone gets it with him. And it's someone he recognizes, but someone he doesn't expect to see. So every time he's going down um, this one-minute elevator ride, yeah. every time he's going down, another person gets on the elevator, and he talks with them and learns from them. And the ending is, I sat in my apartment and said,
0: Whoa. Yeah. What? I totally did that too. I uh-huh. went, whoa, I think I was sitting by the campfire. Yeah. And I was blown away. It's sheer brilliance. Yes. I mean, I'm already a huge Jason, uh, Jason, Jason Reynolds yeah. fan. Like, I think I read six of his books this summer. <laughs> and and I already read a bunch of his books. Like, yeah. All American Boys was sort of life-changing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ending of The Long Way Down was So worth it. Ridiculous. And his,
1: he's... A masterful poet So he use He doesn't He's not poetry In the sense that you think of That yeah. it's like All these super Eloquent words It's like Hard Like real life words that people use but it's put in such a way you can really see his mastery yeah yeah so good
0: and for high school age Mm, students or mature eighth grade middle school students um it's it's sort of a must read and and he doesn't usually write in verse um another book i love this summer was the boy in the black suit in fact it was my favorite um jason reynolds Maybe until I read *The Long Way Down*, <laughs> um, and, and literally I read about six of his books, but I loved this book. Mm. Um, this young boy, he, um, his name's Matt, and his mom I think just died of cancer, and he goes to the Cluck Bucket to get a job, and there he runs into the local funeral home director, who says, you know, I'll give you a job. And, um, so he wears a black suit all the time because he's working in this funeral home and he's trying to understand how he likes, he'll sit in on almost all the funerals because he wants to see how other people react to their grief Mm -hmm. and that in some strange way brings him comfort. And there's a great love story in the middle of it, totally appropriate for middle grades. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of Jason Reynolds stuff is a little bit edgier, a little bit more high school, but this, um, and of course, um, Ghost. Ghost and Patina. I haven't read Sunny yet, and I hear maybe it's Lou that's coming out in the fall. Um, those are great for middle school age, and I loved The Boy in the Black Suit. Loved, loved, loved. Ah, uh, Piecing Me Together
1: by Renee Watson. I read this again during the school year wow I feel like yeah. I read a lot of these books during the school year all the good ones I just had to get them out of the way um, Renee Watson she writes about um, this girl whose name is Jade and she lives in um, this she lives in Oregon in this poor so in poor part of um, Portland but she goes to this really nice, um, mostly white affluent school so she feels out of place there because people don't understand her and she still has a best friend from home, goes to the other local high school and she feels like she's caught between these two worlds. Um, and she starts to befriend, two things happen, she starts to befriend this new girl who is also on the bus with her from where she lives to school, which is different because everyone else is coming up in their parents' fancy cars um, and she gets to the, she's in this mentor program where she gets mentored by Maxine um this twenty four year old black woman and so it's about um and Jade the other thing about Jade is she's really into doing collages. Yes. So she takes all these ordinary art and makes it into a collage. Um are her parents divorced?
0: Oh I don't remember anything about her parents. I think
1: they I think they were, but it's not it's not a major plot point. But it's really well done in... Oh, I think they
0: are because her mother has a little bit of a insecurity yeah. with this woman who's mentoring her. Yes, yes. Um. I, I love the way they integrated the art into mm. it. The art becomes mm-hmm. really critical. Yes. How she's sort of able to express her community through her art and represent who she is. And it becomes integrated into the plot with this mentor mm-hmm. uh, too. And in fact... I felt like a lot of the books we read this summer had art as a yes. as a thread with a lot of these characters who were struggling with whatever issues they were struggling with. A lot of them seemed to be mm-hmm. artists, which yeah. was kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I just read um, I'll Give You the Sun, and it's all about these two twins who are... Um, uh, talking about they both want to get into this super big art school, and the boy is very into drawing. he like paints in his mind, and the girl's into sculpting and all about that. I feel like a lot of good YA books, they're then not usually the usually the protagonists aren't writers or something like yeah, that, but it's yeah. usually they use this other medium of art to help deal with this story, which I think is kind of meta, but it's kind of cool.
0: right. right. And that other one where the kid got into RISD.
1: Yes. Um. Is that the, was that Conviction or Pictures in the Light?
0: Pictures in the Light. Yes. Yeah, yeah all yeah, about that one doing
1: faces. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, portraits. portraits.
0: All right, I think I really want to talk about Ghost Boys. Got to end with Ghost Boys. Uh, Jewel Parker Rhodes. So my, a lot of my eighth graders, for their choice World War II book, read a book called Mississippi Trial, 1955, about the death of Emmett Till. And uh, this is a story about a boy named Jerome who's a 12 year old and he's this great kid. He's a good student. he does all the right things. And, but he's kind of bullied at school and he makes a new friend um, with this boy named Carlos. and Carlos uh, loans him his toy gun. and uh, so this isn't this happens right at the beginning. Um, he, he gets shot by a policeman. What's interesting about this, again, a perfect middle grades book. Um, I read Her Towers Falling last year, also a really great book. I loved how it's told from the perspective of this boy, Jerome, Mm -hmm. who's dead. And he sees these... He can see what live people are doing, and he can interact with one of them. Um, But he also has these interactions with the other ghost boys, other young black men who have been killed because of racism in society, um, dating way back to the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. So, you know, any interest in that sort of, uh, trying to understand the black lives matter Mm -hmm. movement and what it, um, means to be a young teenage black, um, Boy, in America. Yep. Uh, I thought this book was really stellar.
1: Yeah. Loved it. Writing was really well done and really well done. Really I don't know, like I don't wanna say accessible, but kind of like able to step into the main character's shoes yes. and see all these perspectives and understand like what it's what it's like. What they Yeah. They yeah. Worth.
0: Without a lot of um, violence or, you know, other things sort of getting in the way. Um, Which, that's a tough subject for middle grade books. And Mm -hmm. I I think that she really sort of walked that line effectively. Yeah. We could talk all day. All day. About books. (laughs) And maybe we'll do it again. (laughs) Maybe we'll Skype when you're in college. I would love that. But I want to thank you for being part of our podcast my pleasure and uh i hope that you our listener have gotten some great ideas Mm -hmm. for some books that you should definitely put on your bookshelves share with your students and use to enrich your lives uh thanks for listening
1: yeah thank you bye bye
0: thanks for joining us for this episode of Prose and Context, the podcast for life-giving teaching by the English Department at Lexington Christian Academy. Please subscribe to our podcast and
1: come back again next week.